hello and welcome to From the Rookery End, a podcast, as you know, as, as we always say, it's a life as a Watford fan and what it is like to follow the mighty Hornets. And unfortunately, a trip to Ewood Park up at Blackburn uh, wasn't at all fruitful. It was a 2-0 defeat uh, and we'll talk about it. My name's John. With me this evening is Jason. Good evening. Oh, um, no, let me start that again. Uh, <laughs> evening. Yes, and Michael. You know, when you feel like you're just about to get poorly, you get that little tickle in the back of your throat, you get a, a pain in your ear and your sort of nose starts to itch and run. That's how it felt. That's how I do feel tonight. But that sums up perfectly what uh, what it was like watching Watford last night and in trying to get it to tonight and in trying to get ready for the podcast. Nothing I was trying to use was working laptop, laptop, mic. Nothing was sort of working as it should. And that feels like it sums up Watford for the entire season so far, doesn't it? Cheery old Mike here. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Jason, I mean, it is, that is the thing, Jason, isn't it? it the, the, as a performance, there was so much disjointedness about it that it just it, it was never going to work. We've talked about before the, the, the first few weeks of the season and I, I suppose I felt that, OK, it's new, new boss... Um, not sure who the players are going to be. We'd lost a few midfields, sort of completely different. We sort of saying, okay, let's get to the let's get to the transfer window. Once that's done, once we know who's staying, who's going, then we can start to get a settled side. Then we can get the the sort of setup that we want, and we can start playing the way we want to. Yet that window's been and gone, and it doesn't look any different. It. it doesn't look like we know how we want to play, how we're going to attack the opposition. You look at the way, and you sort of do a compare and contrast with 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 the way Blackburn played tonight. And okay, yes, they're the home team; that's going to give them a, a slight advantage. But you still look at the players, and you think, yeah, we should still have the players to to at least compete in that game and, and perform in that game and get a result. Just to pick up on that, Jason, because it. it... Blackburn played Brereton Diaz down the left, and Tommy Mooney picked up picked this up on on commentary because it felt like that felt like Watford have a weakness down the down the down the right defensively, and Gakia hasn't played all season, and when um, Gaspar has, he's he hasn't uh, exactly wowed, and it, it feels like that Blackburn worked that out and used their best player to to to, their, to his strength, used their best player to it, it, to to deliver the maximum effect. And it feels like Watford are summarily unable to do that in virtually every part of the pitch all all season. And you're right to say that we 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 cautioned about being impatient. Let's wait and see what it's like at the, at the end of the transfer window. And I think we'd all recognise that the squad is a little bit thin in terms of depth in some departments. But the thing that's concerning is there is a decent squad there. There are decent players there that should be playing better than they are and I think the point that you were just about to move on from that the side just doesn't look we've got no idea what this side is supposed to look like and how they're supposed to play and by now even if even if for example the argument is that the players aren't there within the squad to play the way that Rob Edwards want them to we haven't really seen what that looks like it's not even a case of square pegs in round holes at this stage it's it's it, it, to, to be perfectly frank it's it's a dog's dinner. Sorry, Jace. Go on. I interrupted. Well, I, I'm going to interrupt no, you, Jason, right. again. Right. Um, I, for me, there's an there's a, there's a element there of... We, we heard it in a, an article that Andrew French wrote for the Watford Observer. You know, there's a feeling you get where what everyone's expecting is to, for Watford to dominate. And by dominate, I always feel that is you go and play your game. 
you be on the front foot, you be yourself. But actually, what Rob was saying was, because the article was really about the sort of makeup of the squad that Watford have, the fact that he's happy with it because he can adapt to get the best out of these players. But it really feels like, Jace, we are continually adapting to them and we aren't doing us very well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it's it, If Rob has his, his way of playing, which we think is win the ball back high, increase the tempo when we're in attacking areas, that just doesn't seem to be happening. And I was going to make the point about comparing and contrasting with with Blackburn and the way they did that tonight. When they were pressing, they sort of had three or four men round the player with the ball, winning the ball back quickly. And then when they had the ball in attacking areas, they were moving it quickly. They were passing it, passing it to feet, finding men in space. You look at what we were doing when we were... I, I, I say trying to press, but I'm not even sure if we were. There would be maybe one or two players advancing on players with the ball or advancing on defenders, and the rest would be ambling behind, sort of mm. holding position maybe, not sure whether to go, whether to stick or twist. And the press will never work if you do that, never work when you do that. When we've got the ball and when we're trying to pass the ball, three, four, five passes, and then we lose it. And we're not progressing. It's it's turned back again. It's passed sideways. And we never seem to advance the ball forward. Blackburn's first goal, they picked the ball up, played three, four, I think, passes forward, got the cross in, found the man with space, and, and they score. And they made it just look really easy. Yeah, and I think that the first half as a as a whole was was a debacle really from a from a Watford point of view. And just sort of carrying on from what you said there, Jace, relatively early on, Ismail Assar got in behind on the right hand side, which is exactly what you want to see Ismail Assar do. He had to. I was like, right, go on, Ismail, off you go, 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 go. And he had to stop because there was no one up with him. There was nothing. He couldn't put a ball into the box because there was. There was no one there. So I spoke earlier about Brereton Diaz being utilised to, to have an impact down there, left and our right, because they didn't identified a weakness there. We've got our supposedly one of the best players in the championship ready to go down the wing, beating his man, and there's no one there to do anything with it. And that that's kind of the... That's what happens everywhere on the pitch. It's so disjointed, and it was... Uh, when Blackburn's first goal, it looked so simple, and it was like, oh, look... Oh, that's what it looks like when you when you move forward, passing the ball to to players in the same shirt with a sort of shared purpose. And it, what was frustrating was uh, it happened after a, a relatively lengthy stoppage, didn't it? Mm. Watford felt like they just didn't switch back on at all. And yet again, the the, the back three really you look look at the number of bodies in in the box in yellow and the number in in half blue and white shirts there's no way that it should have been that easy for them to score and yes okay there was a little bit of luck with the flight of the ball it took a little deflection on its way into the box but but as you say jace it, it was so easy so there's questions to be asked defensively yet again of this of this unit but but what it did do more alarmingly was just show exactly what we don't do which is move the ball calmly with purpose from one end of the pitch to the other with with a view to creating chances. Watford's season so far has been a collection of isolated incidents where a, a bit of brilliance and a bit of skill or a bit of luck has resulted in a, in a goal. There's been very little pattern of play. There's been very little sustained pressure. There's been very little building towards 
uh, or, or utilising a plan or so it seems. There's been flashes of brilliance that have delivered us goals. And I, what I would say is that it's very similar in that regard to the, the season we got promoted out of the Championship last time. We didn't dominate tight sides really that year. It was it was down to our extra quality and more often than not we, we managed to hold the opposition at bay and, and pop up with a goal or two when, when it was required. It's, it's just so hard to see what the plan is. And, and, and I think... Rob Edwards has been unlucky on a on a number of fronts. The the, the tumultuous transfer window, the will he won't he sagas going of of uh, of Jean Pedro Nismail Assar, players coming in in in, in the shape of Courtney Howes uh, and and uh, Keenan Davis who haven't necessarily been fit. Courtney Howes or Hawes, whichever one it is, um, whoever it is, he wasn't fit tonight which is frustrating we've seen that he's a cut above probably central defensively we've seen when when Keenan Davis comes on he can have an impact neither of those guys have been fit Sar's been in and out of the side Pedro's been injured Kamara has uh, been suspended then he's been playing on the on the right and not the left then he's been injured tonight so he's been he's been a little bit unlucky with injuries he's been a little bit unlucky with with the situation and yes, we are only nine games into the season. Ten, if you count the the league league uh, cup game against Milton Keynes, which most people won't want us to do anyway. But but even taking into account all that sort of tumult and the and the bit of bad luck, the performances we're seeing from this side is is much much less than the sum of its parts, and that's that's a worry. The, the second half was better. Yeah. We looked better when Tsar came off and Davis came on. It, we're not a completely busted flush by any stretch of the imagination. There are good players in this side, good enough to be competitive against most teams in this division. But we should be doing a much, much better job of looking much, much better on a much, much more consistent basis. Jason, where do you put the, the problems? Do you put it at the at the door of Gino for not buying the right players, the door of Edwards for not making the right choices, or at the door of Mr. Injury just because things just, you aren't able. I mean, we, we, when Sirauta went off, you know, my first thought, because I didn't really see a massive injury, I didn't notice anything, but you often don't with a centre-back. Um, they just keep cool and calm and just don't move a lot. Um, he, he went off and... And my original thought was, oh, we're going to go to a back four. We didn't. We stayed at the back three and Chowdhury went into the back, the centre of the back three. And that was like, well, that's an Edwards choice. That's the thing where you want to go, okay, that that makes sense to not change the system. But that didn't quite make 100% sense to me. I don't know. It didn't make like that, that as, as a choice to do it. You know, he did bring on, of course. It was that they're able to bring on... Um, uh, Gosling, who, who who I think did add a little bit more uh, something, yeah, a bit more firmness and you know, vigor a bit to that midfield. What do you, what do you think about those that sort of halftime changes? I wondered if it was just to allow him to be a bit more or try and be a bit more progressive, but with the flexibility in there as well. So move Chowdhury into the back three, but if he wanted to go to a, a back four, he had the option of bringing Chowdhury back out again. Obviously, in the end, he actually took him off, but then bringing Gosling into the field, you got a a player who's probably always more attacking minded than than Chowdhury is because Chowdhury is sort of, he's a tackler isn't he he's, he's not much mm. more than that so Gosling is more of a, a an attacking midfielder and just you're already chasing the game at that point so that gives you options in in 
moving the ball forward, having a player who can who can make a pass further up the field, uh, and that's that's the way I saw it. Obviously, it remains to be seen, like you say, if Sierra was injured or not, but I assume assume not. Um, and I just want to pick up a point as well that Mike made about us playing better in the second half, and 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 yes, we did, um, and we for me, I didn't. I think we really didn't really look to be trying to get on top or sort of really starting to make things happen until the 70th minute. But ultimately we, we've done better in the second half and we've still lost that half one nil as we did the first half. So that, that's, that, that is concerning for me is we've, we've, we've tried to go up a level and we're still not good enough. So back to your original question then, John, I guess is, is where does the blame line lie? I guess it's, it's not, simplistic enough that you can say it's down to one thing but we know um we've talked about recruitment getting the right recruitment we've talked about backing the the manager still doesn't feel like we've got the players that edwards would have wanted to play the way that he wants to play we're still bringing mario gaspar experienced player that he is is he the sort of player that can play as a right wing back no not, not for me. The other article that was uh, was on was one of Adams. You know, he talked about that right back problem um, that we're seeing it as, and it, it absolutely stinked of Gino picking a squad but not picking a team, or mm. even helping someone pick a team. Basically, the aim, original aim, was to have kept Fe- uh, uh, um, Kiko and have you know Engakio's backup. Kiko wants to go back to Spain for lots of different reasons. Yeah. Not a problem with that whatsoever. So they start looking at different things. And all of a sudden, oh, we can get Gaspar on a bit of a cheap. Let's do that. And then you go, no, no, no. And everybody's saying, no, we need a, a proper, you know, wing back. And it, it's just, that's why my thing still sort of goes at Gino. And I really, it would be hard to change that from from my point of view. Just because the overall the overall picture was not looked at, and it it wasn't it was firmed up the, the the how we will play, how we will win was not firmed up. So then that transfer window was not used a hundred percent correctly. We're too thin as a as a squad because if Hassan Kamara was playing left wing back tonight, Courtney House was was in there as a centre-back. And Ngakia had had a couple of games under his belt this season, hadn't been injured. He was thrown yeah. in, really, at, at the deep end tonight, wasn't he? He hasn't, hasn't played for a significant amount of time. An away game up against one of the best attacking players in the division, you know, an international um, footballer, is is tough. So if you've got Kamara in at, at left wing-back, Howe's in there, and Ngakia with a bit of football under his, his belt, perhaps Tom Cleverley in uh, in in the centre there as your as your club captain and Keenan Davis with a bit more football under his belt, then perhaps that team looks looks better and and puts in a better better performance tonight and it will have would have put in better performances in the in the season so far. The fact of the matter is we haven't been able to play that that side yet, which tells you pretty irrefutably that the squad isn't deep enough to to deliver. Really, as it there have as been a it, lot of injuries. A lot there have, of but not not loads. Not oh, really. The, the, well, not not enough. Not enough. Not for long a team, term. Not enough for a team like us to be looking so out of sorts. I would, I would, I would say. So I, I do think we're we're light from a from a squad point of view, and 
I'm just undecided about this backing Rob Edwards thing. Are, are we are we giving him the tools that he requires to to play the way he wants to play? By now he knows what he's got and has probably known for a, for a significant amount of time. He's known the limitations of what he's got. He's known that what you know. If I uh, Thicko could notice that we're we're probably a little bit light in certain areas, then then Rob Edwards certainly is going to know it. And and you would have hoped we'll come up with a plan for what would happen if someone is injured. One of the key players is injured. How do we go about that? Um, and you still have to. You know, if you're in France and you don't know that much French, you still try and speak French and the person you're speaking to at least recognises you're trying to speak French, right? It's not the finished article. You're not fluent, but you've probably done enough to, to, to prove that you're speaking that language. I am failing to see what style Watford are trying to do, are trying to play, how they're, how they're going to go about solving the issues, how they're going to break teams down, how they're going to score, how they're going to stay solid defensively, how they're going to move the ball from back to front. I, we're continually, the fact that the, the WhatsApp groups up and down the country are probably ablaze with Watford fans saying, well, who's, who's, who's slotted in there then? What formation do you think we're playing here? What's he done there? Is he injured? Is that a straight swap? It's always, it, it's the constituent parts are just about there, but it's, it's, it's just just a we're continually shifting things around and trying to find it trying to get it to click and as as Jason rightly said we the second half was a much improved performance and I thought actually we were better when Keenan Davis came on for Ismail Assar I thought he freed us up he was just much more direct and purposeful and strong and gave us that focal point but what have we had two shots on target in the in the whole in the whole game um, in that second half, which was supposedly a, well, it was a better, it was an improved performance. How many saves did the Blackpool Blackburn keeper have to make? I can't, I can't, I can't remember one. Um, and and what had you you touched on it as well, Jason? The fact that we're having to kind of gamble with Chowdhury as a sort of makeshift centre back in for for Sierra Alta. It's good in some ways because it does it gives it sort of a bit more free flowing and it's a bit more. Um, gives us a bit more attacking fluidity and it opens us up a little bit, which it did to a degree. But you said it, Jace, we were chasing the game because we wasted the first half, absolutely, you know, peed it away into the into the Blackburn wind. It was, and, and which for me is pretty poor after we've said week in, week out, we can't afford to carry on, can't carry on starting slowly. Last time out against Rotherham, we were behind after, what, four minutes. Middlesbrough at home, similar. The starts have been, you know, have been virtually catatonic by the, by the, at the first whistle. And unfortunately, that carried on for the majority of the, the first half. And we needed something urgent to snap us out of that, to give us even half a hope. And that, that, that can't be right. It just, it, it can't be right. So I think there are a mixture of issues and I don't want to be pointing blame at, at, at Rob Edwards at, at this stage. You, you have to ask questions about what this side looks like after nine or ten games and are we seeing any any influence? My, I would question that. I don't know what, what this side is supposed to look like and what it's supposed to be doing. You can certainly question the, the recruitment because as I've said, we're, we're thin. And I think you can certainly question... The players, I think that they're they're good enough to be better than that on on the pitch. So uh, as it stands, we've got a bit of a perfect storm of un not, un, not unacceptability, even if that's a word, but uh, a perfect storm of just it, of it not being right. And 
something is going to have to have to change. And I think the other thing, the other elephant in the room is how many people after that first half were saying, Oop, Rob Edwards will be nervous. We all know what Gino does. Um, there's an international <laughs> break coming. And that is, yeah, and you know, we all it. do it a little bit tongue in cheek, but the reality is they do, they are trigger happy. They do, they, they have sort of set their mark, their, their stall out to, to get rid of managers when things go wrong. And, and as Watford supporters, we're kind of indoctrinated to it. We kind of just sort of think, well, we know what's going to happen. And that's, that's bad and quite dispiriting, actually, from from a from a Watford fan's point of view. From my point of view, it's just quite tiresome. The thought that right they're going to be having conversations on the drive back from Blackburn tonight about who might be able to come in. I sincerely hope that, despite everything we've, we've spoken about, and despite me vocalising concerns potentially about how this Rob Edwards side is is looking, he's got to be given the year. He's got to be given time. Because things have to change at, at Watford in terms of how we approach fixing things. We have to see the issues and work through them and have to recognise that that might take more than three, four, five, six, seven games. It might take a couple of months. It might even take a couple of years because we've had two very, very similar relegations and we, we seem to be struggling to, to, get our, to get to grips with what our squad should look like and how the team should play now, even after that. So there's, we're not getting things right, really, at, at Watford on a, and haven't been for quite a significant amount of time. So change is perhaps going to be a little bit more painful uh, and take a little bit longer than, than, than people might have anticipated. Perhaps me, me included... I think you're right there, Mike, and I think you you do say you're being negative about things, but I think there was one thing, little thread of words that you said there was the fact that if certain things, if certain pieces had been in place or will be in place, and that's game time, it is less injuries, it is everything, it, it could easily be a, a lot different. We're still, I think, I think we can still say we're there or thereabouts still. Um, it really then comes down to the fact that it, 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 for a successful season, it's just going to turn into the fact that the minute we come back from the World Cup, we need just a mega run, which is what got us, which got it promoted last time. I don't think we are there or thereabouts, John. To, to be honest, I think we're outside outside the playoffs, and and rightly so. And but we've seen the games. We've we've seen nine or, or ten games between us, and we haven't dominated a single game. We haven't come away. I've enjoyed a lot of them, certainly the home games, the competitive element and the, the rough and tumble of the championship. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. I've, I have enjoyed it, but I, I haven't come away thinking, yeah, this Watford team is, is cooking. This Watford team is, is, is forcing itself onto, a, onto the opposition and really asking questions. It, it's just, it hasn't clicked at any stage so far this season. And, let's not throw the baby out of the bathwater when we've got a fully fit 11 and they've had a bit of time to play together they will undoubtedly cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams in this in this division but we we cannot shy away from the fact that at the moment we're we're misfiring pretty badly really if we're honest the the team doesn't look like a team that there's no pattern of play there's no cohesion there's no momentum and there there continue to be far more questions than there than there do answers so i don't think we are there or thereabouts but i don't think it will take much for us for us to get there it's just as always whether how quickly we 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 can turn it around i I think there are huge similarities to the last championship season we didn't blow sides away as i said i was lucky enough to be there and it was often a little bit of ismail assar magic that would, would score the goal or something like that we just weren't dominating 
Um, and, and, and I think it'd probably be wrong of us to, to expect that this season as well. But it's just the cohesion. It's, it's, it's the, the balance, the patterns of play. We're, we're just not seeing any of that. That's, uh, and we keep thinking, well, next week it will click, next week it will click. And well, we've said that eight times now and it, and it hasn't really happened. It'll click on Saturday. Of course it will. Of course it will. Interesting, but you say we're not there or thereabouts, Mike. We currently sit, sit seventh. If we had won, and maybe, hey, maybe the offside goal that Christian Cavalli-Selli scored was actually would have been allowed and changed the game completely. We would have been, if we'd won that game, third. Yeah, we're on, we're on 13th. So we are, we are there or thereabouts. I think one, maybe two wins. And we're only like, we're a little bit behind Sheffield United. Maybe... Uh, a few wins, yeah. Maybe a few wins and a draw behind them. But, I, you know, it, it just it just some pieces need to fall into place. Uh, Jason, Saturday, though, home game. Is that going to be the difference against Sunderland, do you think? Uh, yeah, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to look at how we perform tonight to then think we're taking anything from this game to then be able to go into the next game and think right we can we can put Sunderland to the sword here I, I, I'm really struggling to I didn't say to the to, sword to, to I be, said something better to be positive <laughs> well okay well just something that I suppose you could look at it you could turn that on its head and say we can't be any worse than we were tonight you look at it and say okay if, if Gaki is injured if Sars injured Perhaps there's opportunities there for other players to, to come in. Perhaps we it means we talked about having to change the formation to suit certain players. Perhaps a change in formation, a rethink will spark something, will allow us to play differently. Is it a chance for, for, for Davis? Mike's talked about how how happy or how much better we look with Davis in the in the team or what a difference that made. Seeing him in action at, at Vicarage Road. Yeah, it, it's it, it there's opportunities there. What we need is someone to come in, take these opportunities by the scruff of the neck, pick the game up, drive it forward and make something happen. Because at the moment, it doesn't feel like there's anyone in there, in that side that he's doing that. Maybe Jao Pedro, but it's a lot a lot on his on his shoulders to expect him to do that on his own. We need something else to happen from, from somewhere else. I think if we do... T- the, the one positive for me is Keenan Davis. I think he looked a fine, fine footballer again this evening. I think he had a, a big impact. He made us look more purposeful, which is which is something that I think we've been lacking all season. And, and it didn't really come off, but I thought, you know, him and him and Semmer over on the on the left in the in the second half, they caused a lot of um a lot of uh, problems really for, for Blackburn without us, as we've said, really challenging in terms of goal scoring threat. Things did look like they were starting to happen. And if we'd replicated our second half performance in the first half, I think we could have been having a very, very different conversation because Blackburn wouldn't have been off to that that one goal lead and you know if ifs and buts were sweets and nuts of course but I think Keenan Davis has to start for me because he came on against Rotherham and made made a difference there he's come on tonight and has probably been been for me if you have to name a, a man of the match apart from Dan Backman who I think it's good a time as any to mention him we, we I've bemoaned Watford's lack of consistency this season one man who has been consistent has been Daniel Backman and I I was critical over him about him in the past his uh, statements have been accredited to him about maybe wanting to move away from Watford and so on and so forth and and I've called him out on on that well I will say that he has staken a very early claim for for Watford's player of the of the season at this stage he's certainly the player of the season so far after nine games he's made 
good saves in every game so far and 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 the points tally would be very very different if it wasn't for for Dan Backman so if anyone comes out of the game or so or the the nine nine games so far with credit I think it's absolutely Dan Backman um, but at the other end of the pitch, the the one that is making the difference for me is 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 Keenan Davis. And you mentioned there, Jace, um, Jao Pedro. He had he had a poor game tonight, didn't he? He wasn't able to to influence or or affect the game at, at all, really. Having a player like Keenan Davis, someone who is so big and strong and and able to do the things he does. Is, is is perhaps a decent foil for for Jao Pedro and takes takes some of the pressure off because it it feels like he's having to do everything in in some respects doesn't he he's having to be the guile the flair the pace the drive the aggression um he's having to to do too much um and that's not being critical of of bio that he's not in the team to do that he's a he's a he's a number nine isn't he bio and he he, he, but but too much is being asked of João Pedro in terms of meshing everything together in that in that final well in the opposition half, and I think Keenan Davis will perhaps take some of that that pressure off. We've got to we've got to find a way uh, of of getting in, him into that side. If if Ismail Asari is injured again, um, then that that possibly answers answers that question. Um, but if we look if we're looking for positives. He he is one, and again, players like Espria who came on, who you know, we're going to have to be careful with him. I I, I love him. I think that uh, that unpredictability and that that untempered flair and exuberance, I think, could, could can be beneficial to us. But he but he does need other people around him to be uh, to be holding the game and to to be doing the the simple things and the sensible things well and and making sure Watford have a foothold in the game so to allow him to to come on and sort of create his own brand of uh, of madness if you if you like so it, it it won't take much when it does click like you say John this this side will will be good and and will be fun to watch but you know there's no point us pretending to be anything other than a little bit disappointed glum and and concerned tonight because for me that encapsulates tonight encapsulates what what's happened so far this season bad starts flashes of of good stuff with with precious little end result and and ultimately we're hanging on by our fingernails and and hoping to grab something on the on the counter which isn't something that a team uh, of the of the of the quality that that Watford have should should be doing it in in this division. I don't mean that to sound big headed, but that's we expected more, didn't we? And we I think we have a right to expect more. I think Rob Edwards has a right to expect more. The players have a right to expect more of it of each other. It's 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 disappointing across the board at the moment. You say that, Michael. And there were just too many moments there where I could the the biggest feeling I had from you was hope. There's there's hope within you, Michael Parkin. There is hope. Uh, there's always hope. hope. Look, with football supporters, if you haven't got hope, <laughs> then, have then got? what have you got? And I, I will apologise for my sort of deteriorating um, voice and uh, articulateness, if that's even a word, as this podcast goes on. Because uh, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling naff. Well, we'll see if Watford are naff or they're full of hope on Saturday when uh, the uh, the Black Cats uh, visit uh, visit Vicarage Road. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you. And thank you, Michael. I can't believe I've just said articulateness. <laughs> what a <laughs> It's a good word. I think, I think it needs to be added to the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> or the Mike Parkin Dictionary. <laughs> Dear me. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you Saturday for another From the Rookery End. Come on, you all! 